0: And we are back. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fibercast podcast, the platform for inspiration and optimization, where I believe everybody is an outlier in their own right, because I think that every single person on this planet has a story worth telling. So, again, the whole idea behind this podcast is to invite people who maybe they don't see much um, in themselves. Right. Nowadays, we're so accustomed to seeing all these celebrities, all these big time names being granted a platform, being granted a microphone, being, you know, in a position to speak their minds, in a position to share their ideologies and share their opinions. And we often kind of associate having a platform or having a microphone with, you know, being a celebrity, being someone of importance. And with this podcast, what I kind of want to do is break that you know, that preconceived notion or that misunderstanding. And I want to kind of redefine the word outlier itself, and show people that everybody is an outlier in their own right, because everybody goes through their unique set of experiences, everybody has their own, I guess their own journey, right. And so coming on this podcast and sharing that journey with people, that's true power. we connect through our scars through our experiences through our you know through our existence but without any further ado this episode was tremendous sat down with austin we touched on so many different uh, topics and it's always great to sit down with someone who is very like-minded and has a you know a unique set of experiences a unique set of opinions for such a young age and we immediately clicked you know um and it was fantastic. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Austin. And make sure to leave any feedback. Make sure to share any parts that you know resonated a lot with you. Um, tag me on Instagram at Cali LaCerda. That's C A L E Y L A C E R D A. And make sure to give Austin a follow as well. I'll leave his information in the description below. So yeah, guys. Thank you again for clicking on FiberCast podcast. Thank you for supporting. I really, really, really appreciate you. Two, three, and we are live, finally. It, it always takes a minute. It always takes a few minutes to just get everything uh, set up. But yeah, man, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. How have you been? How about you? How long has it been since we first interacted? I, I was trying to think about that. I think it's been... Few months, was maybe? it like around February or sooner than
1: that? Maybe no, I think it was like February when spring was coming around the corner, was it? Right? Yeah, because you, yeah. See, yeah, yeah, it was around, yeah, it was definitely yeah. around springtime emerging at least. It's been a minute, yeah, it's it has been, been a while. while, yeah, and
0: a lot has happened since then. Um, um, I think I, I think I talked to you about the whole podcast thing like briefly, right? During, yeah, yeah, during that day, uh, we were talking about just the whole marketing, um endeavors and just like working together and possibly um, Mm -hmm. about like marketing. And then I told you about the podcast and now we're here. Like we're, we're, we're finally making, making one happen after, you know, a few minutes of troubles here and there. But yeah, so just like I told you before, we're, it's a very, it's a very improvised setup. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's something still relatively new. So it, so it's something that I haven't really, I'm not a professional by any means at this. I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing? Like, I'll tell every guest <laughs> this because um it it also helps to, like, I guess, I guess calm the guest down. I'm n- not saying that you're, like, super anxious right now, mm-hmm. but everybody tends to, like, come on and thinking that this is going to be, like, a uh, crazy, you know, uh questionnaire or pop yeah, quiz yeah, about yeah. whatever, but it's really just, like, us figuring it out of together it's. as I mean, we go and fucking up here and there. And the irony of that is that... um the episode that I shouted out on my uh, stories earlier today with Mm -hmm. Manuela was the first episode that hit triple digits um, on YouTube, Mm views-wise. And the irony is that after our episode, she told me that she wanted me to edit out certain parts because she thought that she sounded kind of stupid. And then I told her, I was like, look, I promise you, you're good you're all right it's all in your head it's all psychological it's all you you know trying to I guess be the best you can and then you keep you know bringing yourself down or whatever but the irony of that is that it came out to be one of the most viewed episodes so yeah so that's a whole so yeah man so what like what have you been up to since then like what's like what's going on in your life since then since then, <laughs> uh, since then um, i actually
1: graduated from my undergrad I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so i got my bachelor's mm-hmm. in finance and it a certificate in entrepreneurship doesn't really mean much cuz mm-hmm. maybe we'll get into it later but
0: um yeah yeah but it's still something. Yeah, happened. so yeah, for sure,
1: that that happened. Graduation came about. Um, continued with my uh, my small business, which is uh, again a media agency, a mm-hmm. marketing consultancy, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm currently in the process of trying to. Push my personal brand more so than the media agency, and try to get into the fitness world and realm mm-hmm. because that it's something I'm extremely passionate about, mm-hmm. which I could tell by the way. And yeah. I just think, mm-hmm. and I just you know, I I can't see myself continuing on with like yes, do I love business? Absolutely, but mm-hmm. if I'm also not kind of curating it towards my passion I think there's going to be a lot of conflict later on in life so I much rather get started now when I'm at a young age and high risk is you know the
0: way to go so and it's always best to pursue passion over profit right because the first leads to the second always yeah and then just seeking so what what made you get into um like starting a media company like what laid you down that path? So
1: I think the whole idea behind the media company, one, of course, like I was very inspired by Gary Vaynerchuk, obviously, you know, he's a big guy in the entrepreneurship world and business world. Um, but not necessarily just because he was doing it, but rather than the the thought process behind it, you know, it's like you're learning this necessary tactic of life which is marketing right mm-hmm. how do you get stuff you you market stuff you market yourself every day you market your brand you market the things that you do at your job 100%. all that stuff and that's what's gonna bring sales so um at a young age too i would f- uh, flip cleat like soccer cleats i'd get them for one price mark Look. them up for another price and that's mm-hmm. how i made a living when i was like 13 to 15 like that's wow. how i made money um and From there, it was just like the whole marketing thing kind of clicked, I enjoyed it, and I felt like it was a a necessity in life in general and business. So Mm -hmm. I was like, why not start a company like that? I don't have a personal brand to be selling stuff, so then I'll sell my services to other people. Mm -hmm. And then from there, that took off. And now I'm trying to focus on a personal brand and actually sell my own things and got stuff it. like that. So
0: and what do you intend on selling? Like is it like fitness programs and stuff? Like Yeah, for the, for the time being it would be fitness programs got and got it. Oh, that's dope. I mean, Gary V is always a recurring uh, personality when you talk about business or in any course, room yeah. <laughs> where anybody's talking about business or marketing. Um, I told you this once too. Uh You'd be surprised by the amount of media companies that you contact and you sit down with and you'll ask them, like, do you know who Gary Vee is? Mm -hmm. And they have no idea who he is. And that to me is like a huge red flag. Because it's like, how are you navigating this space not knowing or not acknowledging the presence of one of the biggest sharks Exactly, In when you're when of
1: your competitors and you're not even aware it of it, you know, makes
0: no sense to me. Yeah, and then right there, and then I'm like, okay, like yeah, like we'll we'll talk later, but never talk. Me, you know. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then when we spoke, like that was one of the first things. I'm like, are you familiar with Gary Vee? And right away, we right. just connected Vice. on that. It's just, like, you know, cool. <laughs> and then, I'll, but yeah, man. But he's like, he's like, he's out there. Like he's. I was listening to a podcast of his. I think it was. Yesterday or earlier today, I forget, but he was talking about how he's certain that he's the person who puts out the most amount of content. Like nobody competes with him in terms of like raw amount of content per day or per however he measures it per I mean, hour. I right? would absolutely agree. And I agree 100%. Because he has, like, a 20-man crew, right? Yeah, I like think the light's four? on
1: him 24-7. It started off with 24/7. DRock, and,
0: and yeah. now it's just, I think he has, like, a person he can cycle through every day if yeah. you would like to. <laughs> and that's crazy. And the whole story behind D Rock was that he kept emailing him, right? Like, emailing him. Yeah, yeah. And and then uh, um, offering, like, free services or something mm-hmm, like that. And yeah, then eventually yeah. it clicked.
1: And I yeah, finally got into it, and then now it's just yeah. every day and... Supposedly, I think they even st- he, like D Rock's now sourcing people out, like, too. Like, D Rock's getting a little side gig yeah, off of it or something he's like that.
0: Like becoming an entrepreneur himself, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you think about that? About the idea, again, like, this will tie into the, I guess, the macro picture of social media mm-hmm. in general, but what's your opinion on? on having someone, like, follow you all the time with a camera. Like, what do you think are the repercussions of that, like, mentally, psychologically? I don't know. Like, do you think that that's healthy? Do you think that that's – what do you think about so,
1: it? Yeah, like, I have, like, a, a weird stance or kind of a stance that's in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people who – I love technology. I love social media. I do love what's happening in the world today, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. But what I do think is people really, really need to understand who they are and, and and what are their faults and what are their downfalls and stuff like that and just be honest with themselves because I think the people that aren't honest with themselves or don't really know who they are or can't admit to their downfalls, like, I have a couple things that I know I'm not great at, but, like, yeah. I'll admit, like, hey, I suck at that. Self-awareness. Right. Right. Exactly, yeah. and if that's not in place, then I think – social media and that kind of documenting could actually eat you
0: alive Yeah, because you're kind of playing a, you know, like a, you're a, always a putting face. up a facade, a facade every single exactly. time, every exactly. time the camera's on, you have to, and I kind of felt that, but not in a sense where, cause I went through like a brief phase, I think it was, uh, eight weeks or maybe four, four weeks eight episodes that Mm -hmm. I did with um, JT. I don't know if you know JT. Uh, But we basically did that Gary v D rock relationship type thing. Okay. And I did that for a while, but to me at least, it was just too intrusive. It was just too like Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I felt like I had to put on a performance. So maybe I wasn't accustomed to it. Maybe I wasn't used to it. Maybe it takes time to get to the level of naturality that Gary portrays. Absolutely, yeah. But- You know, like, I would just be, like, walking and then I would be, like, thinking to myself, I should say something dope right now. I should say something motivational, inspirational, or something along those lines. But that isn't something that I would do naturally as a person.
1: So, to me, it was... It's kind of, yeah. I mean, I could see that. Because, like, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I'm trying to do this whole vlog thing. And I think that because of, like, I just want to be kind of like a a fitness guy on YouTube and and stuff like that and live that dream kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I just want to give value. And a lot of it has to do in front of being in the camera because I'm not a good writer, as is, so a blog won't work. So a blog is kind of the better option or leeway for me. Um, But I just get really awkward in front of a camera.
0: Which is natural.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I think with, when it comes to that, it's like that is totally like, yeah, it's Time. natural. And yeah. you kind of know yourself, though, because you, you, you don't, you know, you didn't enjoy it as much. In, yeah, in and it. then
0: I just stopped it. I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't continue this right now. No, exactly. It just, it just doesn't make sense. And also there's there's something about being like to me because i'm the type of person where i go all like i like to go all in on something <laughs> yeah. right like intensely like all in all like i can't nothing. i can't allocate and distribute like oh 20% for this 40% for that it's if i want to solve that rubik's cube i don't care if you're here no, like yeah. you <laughs> no longer exist. none of this exists to me like i'll just sit here and, and until i solve the rubik's cube I won't sleep, I won't eat, I won't drink water, I won't do anything. Like That's all I see and that's all I care about. And so to me, doing that whole vlogging thing, it was so weird because you have to, again, do, like you have to put on a performance, Mm -hmm. you have to be aware that people are watching you, you have to think about all that stuff, and and you have to, yeah, just like juggle things. Of course. Takes away from your creative drive. I feel like.
1: Uh, yeah, I could, I, I could totally understand. Cause I'm actually exactly the same. If you describe really? my life, it's mm-hmm. all or nothing. Whether it be. Work-wise or even like vacation like my Mm -hmm. mom and parents hate when I say I'm going to be off I'm gonna be off. I switch it off. That's it. (laughs) Nothing. Don't bother me. You're dead. Yeah, exactly So I get that Uh, It definitely is and it definitely like in front of the camera I can see myself kind of just like oh
0: I had a whole list of things (laughs) I wanted to talk about. I just completely forgot (laughs) That always no and I truly believe that that amount of passion or focus is a precursor to anything, like to any substantial growth. Mm-hmm. So, for example, that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on this podcast is because, like, you clearly present that outlier mentality, if if that makes any sense. Cause, mm-hmm. Like, not many people our age, especially our age, no, yeah. have that level of commitment and level of self-awareness and just focus. Like, fuck everything else. If I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it, period. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't care. If it's, you know, my girlfriend, if it's my friends or whatever, like I'll stop going out, I'll stop being social and just, yeah, just go so full, you yeah, yeah, just full blown, dude. But so what's your favorite thing about, how do I say this? What's your favorite thing about, I guess, the whole entrepreneurial aspect of things? Like, is it like what attracts you to it? Is it the freedom? Is it the. So, yeah, I think freedom right there and then freedom is a big
1: thing. Freedom to do what you love. One, um, two. So it's actually funny now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, it was like today I went to Barnes and Nobles and I picked up one book. It was How to Get Your Shit Together. Um, I think I've heard about that. Yeah. One. So right, I just like the last couple of weeks been going through a couple of things, graduation, everything. Just took a toll on me. Everything's <laughs> catching up. Um, but then as I'm walking by the business section, um, this one book popped out. The Originals. I know it's The Originals by Adam Something. I, I believe so, yeah, yeah. It's like a, we'll we'll like a ring. Out. Yeah, there yeah. you
0: go. Um let me just okay, let me just screen record this. Uh, hold, on. hold on. Options. Yo, I'm, I'm blind as a bat. <laughs> so hold on, guys. Uh, okay. Record. Yes. Alright, so we weren't recording the screen. Now we are. I think it's Adam Grant, watch. The originals I have a feeling it is as well now he's it is it yeah adam grant here we go yeah Yeah, there there you go
1: so that book was on the shelf and i don't know i just got kind of intrigued and just as you just said before like the outliers you know (laughs) this says how nonconformists move the world and all that so um i only got a handful of pages in but within the first couple of minutes like uh it mentions um Something about, like, people who are, like, there are going to be people who are born stars and this and that. then throughout life, there's going to be other people who look at things differently. And then Mm -hmm. I think it mentioned something about deja vu is seeing something new, but you remember seeing it in the past kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I think if you flip two words, like, vu deja is actually a word, um, and it means... Seeing something you've already seen, or seeing it differently. Seeing it differently. Ah. So I think entrepreneurship, ha- and I love, and I I've been so attracted to it, mm-hmm. um, is for that very reason. I feel growing up, and and even in my last four years of college, like yeah. it actually showed more and more and more that I wasn't necessarily the same. Like yeah, like obviously, like I'm mm-hmm. an average guy. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I'm spectacular no, this and that, okay. but very quiet. Like I'm very just insightful and watching and seeing how things pan out, but mm-hmm. um, I was just very different than the rest of the group. I was like, in some ways, yeah, like yeah. I went to Saint Hall University and there's a um a program called Leadership Program, mm-hmm. and they've actually been the top program in the nation for business leadership for the last four years and all this wow. stuff. Um, but out of that group, I felt <laughs> like, I, and it was like we have like peer reviews every mm-hmm. uh, every year. And it would just be like I would get a one, 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 one for like attendance. Meanwhile, I was there just so I wouldn't speak. Okay. yeah. Uh, stuff like that. And and yeah. then but then when the comments came about, it was just like, yeah. oh, he's very quiet, but he's like brilliant, or he's very mm-hmm. quiet, but he's very insightful, this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was just like I did have a different perspective on things mm-hmm. a lot of times. And the, the leader of the program, he would just be like, you know you see things differently. But he said that to everybody. And that's the one thing that I would ever forever carry in my heart is you, you you're not wrong. You see things differently. Yeah. And I think that's the part of entrepreneurship I love. Because
0: it's not you're not it's wrong right. for going the separate way. Yeah. The other way. Yeah. You see it differently. And the idea of like right and wrong, good or bad, you know, like that dichotomy and that division and like two <laughs> yeah. things. Why? Like why do we label things like that? And I I'm convinced that it has to do with just like, we as human beings, like, we we have a strong aversion towards anything that's new, anything that's different, anything that's strange. Yeah. So it goes back to that whole barbarians at the gate type thing. So it's mm-hmm. like we have our village, our family, our tribe. And then if anybody strange comes knocking at the gate, we automatically mm-hmm. view them as a threat, as an enemy. And that, I guess, that ability to see things differently... And not only see things differently, but not be fearful towards it. Yeah. You know, like not Mm -hmm. fear change or not fear. I don't know, man. Like I I resonate heavily with the whole thing about um, being, you know, quiet and just insightful. Because I'm the type of person where I do not like to... Um, Court attention towards myself. I do not like that. I agree. (laughs) I do not like walking into a room because I know people and I have friends who are extremely smart, Mm -hmm. extremely, you know, ambitious and they're also on the entrepreneurial path. They're like the life of everything. Like they'll walk into a room and they'll be the center of attention and that's good Uh, for them. Like they thrive off of it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, I prefer to move in the shadows. Like just like, don't, you know, just don't mind me. I'll just sit in the back. But I observe and I, you know, I am able to, like, again, see things differently. And just like you said before, it's not being egotistic to say um, that you are at a different level than other people. You know what I mean? Because um, because a lot of people think, well, because <laughs> uh, I I kind of felt this in college where, like, the reason why I dropped out of college was that one day. I just looked around and I saw all these kids uninterested, all these kids like sleeping, all of mm. these kids like on their phones and nobody was really engaged in the like in the class at all. And the teacher was regurgitating information from his textbook, like literally reading out loud. And that was the pivotal point to me. It was like I just came to the realization. I was like, yo, this isn't for me. Like I'm in the <laughs> wrong place. Like there's no stimulation here. Like, yeah, There's no, exactly. like, why am I here? I'm not here for networking purposes. All these kids, like they have nothing to offer. Um, the professor has nothing to offer. Um, or so I perceived. but like making that choice and making that self awareness of like you're better than that room. Mm-hmm. It's not egotistic in my opinion. No, yeah, it's just being self aware.
1: Exactly. Yeah, know, like I mean, and that that's how you level up in life. Like 100%. you know, like how if you stay in the same room and I could say if you're the smartest man in the room, are you? Is it worth you you're know in what I mean? The like wrong room. no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're in the wrong room. Yeah. You want to be. A, Lack of better terms, and the dumbest person in the room, yeah. And surround yeah. yourself with better people to, to grow and, and to reach that the next step and, yeah. and so on. But was it going back to what you're saying about college? Like I 100% agree. <laughs> I felt the same exact way. I was just there just to be there because my parents. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. again, I majored in finance and IT. Mm-hmm. My career path of choice right now is marketing. Yeah. Um, I just didn't feel college necessarily is up to date, and I don't think yeah. college education is. So it's again online learning from that yeah, yeah, and this yeah. and that. But it's like might as well save yourself that and just go full
0: on with what you
1: know will challenge you and, course, and push you, you course. know, push you on.
0: And also um I, I do believe that life is like a book filled with chapters, mm-hmm. right? So certain chapters are necessary like I went through my college chapter, mm-hmm. you know, but my chapter maybe finished sooner than Others. other people's chapters. Yeah, of Um, I went through the nine to five chapter for like Mm -hmm. two years and mine finished. And now I'm on my own, you know, another chapter. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, though, they go through their whole existence. Their whole book is just the same chapter repeated after and after, over and over. And that is the thing that freaks me the fuck out. Like, I just I just get crazy anxiety just (laughs) thinking about living a life where you're not fulfilled, like you're not. Yeah, you're not engaged or passionate about it and then again you touched on passion it's like pursuing fitness if that's really your passion if that's really what you feel in the depth of, of your soul like that resonates with who you are and your character like you have to pursue that like you owe it to yourself to pursue yeah, absolutely. that
1: absolutely and then at the end of the day it's just like I know when it's time, you know, to go up and, yeah. and when I, if I do, you know, when I do pass, not if, when yeah. I do pass, it's <laughs> like, that's going <gonna laughs> to be my like ultimate immortal. regret for not, you know what I mean? For not yeah. going after my dream or my goal or something that I loved and rather than yeah. just sitting at a job where somebody else is commanding me around all yeah. day. It's just like,
0: I'd rather not, like, yeah. you know. And speaking of passing away, did you hear about the recent uh, um, asteroid that almost hit the Earth? Oh, dude! I literally quotes we did today. I was like, "Nice, <laughs> jeez!" It, that, we but that were this shows close yeah. to losing millions and millions of people, and, no, and nobody's talking about it. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <And laughs> like, <laughs> government cover-ups, <laughs> <laughs> right? I was just like, "How is this not all over the news?" Like, we just the dude it passed it's closer than the moon is to I us. I was surprised passed.
1: that we didn't see anything. I right? was like yeah flares
0: or something like fire or the envy. moment I
1: saw that it gave me a kick in the ass. I'm like, all right, I gotta get going. I don't know when I'm gonna be off this earth, so <laughs> I got I, super anxious, man. I was like, fuck, yeah, this <laughs> goes. <laughs> cool. The fucking. It's like, like can, can we hold that thought? I just want to leave a mark on this earth first, guys,
0: before we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it it just goes to show that we have like no control or no. It's true. Like we're so vulnerable, and we live our exist. That's another thing that I. I hold very truly and very strongly to myself. It's like, mm-hmm. I believe that everybody has this skewed perception of longevity. It's like, if you ask anybody, Oh, uh, where do you see yourself in 50 years? They'll respond like, Oh, I'll be retired. I'll be golfing. I'll be doing this. But you, dude, 50 <laughs> years you have no idea. ahead. Like <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You exactly. don't know if a car can fucking go off the tracks and just ram and just fall into yeah. my basement right now and and, and we both die. Nah, exactly, it's, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like next second, like right now, like right now, right now, right now. You know, like you don't nah, know, like you can't. Def- that's absolutely true. And I just live with that sense of urgency. Like just like Gary Vee says, ultimate form of motivation is you are going to die. And that's nah, so yeah. fucking true. It's like every single day I'm like, did I like, am I satisfied with the footprint that I've left? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I'm still not satisfied. So I have to work towards that. I have to build up to that. Always.
1: No, of course. But obviously, it's like a dual-end sword. Like, if you yeah. go, go to bed yeah. every night asking, like, oh, are yeah. you happy? Like, if you died tomorrow, you're going to be... And it's like, fuck, I can't go to bed now. <laughs> like you got to go. get paranoid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it, I think when people ask, like, somebody <laughs> asks about how do you, you know, stay motivated and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's literally that. I think one of the major ones at least and then obviously there's other ones but I think that idea behind your head is like oh you're gonna leave this earth and you're just gonna be another All right, cool
0: that's 100% for me at least Mm -hmm. of course like there's other factors but legacy is a huge one for me it's like um, the the most valuable currency in my opinion is the impact that you have on others it's like at your funeral funeral like what are they gonna talk about are they gonna talk about austin's bugatti austin's nah. mansion on <laughs> the hills shot, okay. and shit like of course not they're, they're gonna shot. talk about who you were as a person of course and even if they like and that's if they talk about you that's if people attend your funeral that's exactly. if you have a funeral so it's like <laughs> it's all if so a lot of people can counter that and say like oh but that's very egotistic it's like oh like that's that's you know such an egotistic thing to say of like it's all about you making it all about you but it's Again, giving value to people, just like we touched on earlier. It's like, yeah, yeah, just going through and just giving as much value
1: as possible. Yeah, but the only reason why they would be talking about you is because you somehow, in some way, positively affected their life. So, it's yeah, definitely, you know, I think, too, like, without a doubt, yeah, it's about that, but I think it all adds up. It's like I could talk to my best friend, and if I get a smile on his face or if I influence him positively to figure out something or or follow his passion and and so on, then that's where it counts. And then obviously it will
0: add on to the whole legacy thing, but it is those little steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all like adding incremental steps and then it just all adds up at the end and then you're at the cash register or, you know, at the cash register in heaven or hell and then (laughs) you get your receipt and you're like, oh shit, like, um, do you... Like, are you a religious person? Yeah, so
1: uh, I have this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have this. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was brought up in the yeah. Catholic Church. Me too. Um, so my family, you know, yeah. they're all about it. They give us you and your baby, and then they give like each step of your life. They mm-hmm. actually there's like one of them broke off, but there's three that I have on normally. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So you get the cross and your baby. We get a, a, I think a communion thing, uh, mm-hmm. bread, piece of bread yeah. when you, we mm-hmm. make our, our communion. And then my dad has, well, my dad's out of the family and the dads um, have this thing where when you turn 18 or become a man, you'll get a fist, but it's some certain special type of fist kind of thing that I have okay. here. Yeah. Um, so throughout my whole life, yeah, the Catholic Church was a big thing in, in Christianity, but I, I won't lie, the last handful of years, mm-hmm. I've actually been like really questioning it in terms of, I know there's a greater power Um Yes, am I leaning towards Christianity? Absolutely. and But the Catholicism and just seeing <laughs> that come up mm-hmm. and, and now that I can have my own perspective again and, and read it and stuff, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, things definitely...
0: Yeah, right. yeah. And I asked that because watching, um, I don't know if you saw through the tweet, but when they showed the asteroid like almost hitting the earth, like they showed a uh, little diagram type shit. Mm-hmm. That, like... Yeah. Yeah. And that to me, it's like, I don't know. Like, I checked the comments of the video, and a lot of people were saying, like, see, like, God would never let an asteroid hit us, or (laughs) that's the hand of God playing its part, or that's... And, again, I'm not a religious person, per se, but I'm not... Like, I'm also not a... Atheist. Atheist. I don't neglect the possibility of there being something... I think there is something bigger, um, but I don't really have, like, a certain religion to like pin it down yeah but essentially like to me like that's fair it's it's always something to think about it's like what made that asteroid not hit us like why did it not yeah. hit us like was it come tell me it's coincidence? science <laughs> was it science <laughs> was it you know statistics or i don't know like some things you just can't explain no exactly and i think that's you know where religion plays a big part <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's just and it's in everything it's um faith like faith is oh, yeah. like it's an essential tool to just because imagine if religion never existed I don't think we'd be here right now I, no I totally agree because uh, yeah. you need something to, like a moral police you know a uh, bigger police to keep everybody together absolutely. together, and keep everybody functioning properly otherwise everybody <laughs> would just be killing <laughs> yeah, each other exactly it would sure. be
1: uh, what's that uh, movie um, that like people just go around commit whatever uh, crimes uh, they uh, want to commit uh purge the purge 24 7 so there's nobody left
0: yeah yeah Damn, man i like like i i think about these things a lot like more than i should um i'll just find myself like thinking about just like how weird it is <laughs> that we're even here like to me man. existence is such a fucking weird thing like i'll be driving down i-80 And just start looking around and seeing all these people, you know, driving recklessly, all these people honking at each other. Some people are just jamming out in their cars and just listening to music. Some people are pissed off talking on the phone. And it's like this whole playground of just people.
1: What the fuck is this? Yeah, like, literally, I'll be like, what is
0: this? And then I'll just be driving, just like looking around. I'm like, dude, this is so much more... I don't know, yeah, complex, and, beyond, and people realize. Yeah, beyond our yeah. understanding.
1: that happens to me the most, like, at night. I go for a drive. Or even, like, yeah. on my way here, just, I'm, like, I'm upset, obsessed mm-hmm. with sunsets. Like, mm. the sunsets lately, just, it's been purple, orange, yeah. yellow, yeah, blue, all this yeah. stuff. And as I'm looking into it, I'm just, like, we're literally just a floating ball in the space that managed to pull that off. Like, that kind of beauty. Like, this is absurd. Like, yeah. what...
0: We're talking monkeys (laughs) on a huge rock just floating (laughs) in infinite space. Like, dude, that shit's... Like, oh, my God. And then, again, like, that ties into the motivational factor. It's like, for example, I've been trying to condition myself and teach myself to, like... And I've been practicing this through um, just, like, deep introspection and just, like, trying to... Basically, whenever I get very anxious or very nervous, Mm -hmm. like, I'm about to do something that... You know makes me nervous or makes me scared um I'll just start thinking about how insignificant everything is, yeah, it's like we're we we make everything out to be so much bigger and grandiose than it actually is, and none of it actually matters at the end I- of the day. it's like this is all. In your head. No, yeah, it's crazy
1: to go from like one end of the spectrum to that. It's right? just but it's, yeah. it's, it's facts. Yeah. I literally thought of that. I think yesterday, mm-hmm. or on yeah, yesterday was Monday. Uh, yesterday, because mm-hmm. I was just having the week before, I was having an awful, awful week, and mm-hmm. it was all in my head, and I was just like, yeah, dude, like, what's wrong with you, like. Nobody cares. Like, nobody really cares. <laughs> you can fall off the face of the earth and, like, yeah, there might be a couple of people who care. But yeah, in reality, course, like, yeah. if you fuck up or, like, if you make a, a wrong business mistake, if you yeah. make a wrong life choice, people are going to forgive you. Just get up and move on yes. and do something else. You know? It's all in your head. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's I, all in your head. Dude. I think that actually keeps, yeah. like, 90% of people from actually achieving
0: mm-hmm. or chasing what they want to do in life. I, you know? It's just the fear just, of failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm the fear of just getting hurt and just feeling pain. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge believer as well that um, existence itself is, and this is a very, some people will view this as being a very nihilistic and very pessimistic way of looking at life, but mm-hmm. I view it as being um, constant suffering. But what I mean by that is, sitting here right now, you're not getting any, like, any younger, right? Of like, course. you're getting older, mm-hmm. Your your bones are slowly but surely getting more fragile, so it's kind of like it's all a constant suffering. We're, we're all decaying. We're all I don't know, just like suffering, just like basically oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just incessant suffering but you can do things that will make that suffering meaningful, purposeful. Of course. So you can choose to go about existence being a victim of circumstance, being a victim of of you know your perceived reality and not putting yourself out there and not putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and just accepting everything the way it is to reduce or sustain that level that of suffering that you're comfortable with or you can put yourself out there and just get rocked and get punched in the face various times and just yeah. but later have that possibility of achieving a much you know s- substantial lifestyle, I guess. Rewards. Yeah, you know, I mean, like,
1: the higher the risk, the bigger the reward, so, you know, if you're suffering a bit more, and you're pushing yourself that extra mile, and you go through it, like, at the end of that tunnel, there's gonna be a light, as always. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about horoscopes? (laughs) I do read, I do read mine. Okay. I do read mine. Um, Do I follow the whole compatibility Mm -hmm. thing, and, you know, if I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, what's your horoscope? Mm -hmm. No, not at all. But, In some ways, talking going back to religion, in some ways I do think that is there are certain it kind of like yeah like it kind of it's like kind of a way for God to talk to you or because sometimes those things are like head on nail on and you're just like okay this is weird so I think that in some ways it's just the universe maybe God somebody talking to you and that's the reason why
0: I enjoy them but yeah like I again I'm against just like people who use them to define everything in their (laughs) life. Because I know people like that. I've known people like that where they won't engage or interact with you if you tell them that you're a certain sign that's not compatible with theirs. That's not Like that's just too much, right? And then um, I also went through that phase where like I would, you know, check on mine almost daily, um, see, you know, these things that just connected and clicked with everything that was going on in my life. And that, you know, does intrigue me. That does like, you know, spark interest, but again, just relying on that, I think it's. I think it yeah. should be used as like a tool. You know, like a reference point of exactly, sorts. yeah. So if if you're in like a bad place mentally or emotionally, and you just want to, you know, um see if there, like, if anything resonates with you, if anything clicks, and then you'll check your horoscope, and then you're like, oh shit. That's exactly that's that I was about to say. <laughs> exactly how I use it. Yeah. 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 And then just use that as like a ref, but I am surprised by how, like, for example, um, I'm a Scorpio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> a lot of girls or a lot of people will be like, oh, like Scorpio, whatever, yeah. right? <laughs> they um, have they have their reputation, the reputation, rep. I've met other Scorpios, for example, mm-hmm. and I'm just surprised by like the similarities that we share. Mm-hmm. You know, like that to me is one of the craziest things about horoscopes. Is like you'll actually see traits of yourself and other people and like strangers oh, yeah, that, that have like similar signs. But again, like you shouldn't think that that person is the the exact replica. Yeah. Of no, of course. Of you, course. Like a, a Cali copy or something like that. Like no, it's no. not, it's just similar. And there is something there. It's like, but what is it? You know? Like, no, exactly. It, yeah.
1: It's just like, um, what is it, the whole, I think the, what is it called, the renegade, whatever that thing with, um, Mercury, retrograde. Retrograde, whatever, yeah. like,
0: retrograde, yeah, where like things start fucking up and uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, and there's like, <laughs>
1: low key, this is actually, <laughs> yeah. something's there, something's My something. on fire right now. Yeah,
0: something's there. Uh, yeah. It's the
1: same idea, like, I don't know, yeah. it, but it ties in like, definitely a greater
0: power or something, because yeah. it's just. Yeah. And also, numbers too. Like, I'm a huge believer in like, Numbers, again, I'm not a guy who enjoys math. I've always been bad at math. I've always been bad at physics. I've always been bad at anything that has numbers in it. But I do think that numbers play a huge role in our existence and Mm -hmm. in a way that we don't really account for or that we don't really recognize. Like, I'll be, again, I'll be going through, like, a tough situation in life or I'll be trying to figure something out and I'll look at my phone and then it's like three 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 it's mm-hmm. like repetitive right numbers. numbers it's like r- like like these subtle signs i do feel like it's the universe trying to communicate yeah, with yeah. you I, and give you those signs it's like hey like you know
1: i saw something the other day about uh, it but i have yet to like explore that yeah. that side of things right? yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah and then that ties into like horoscopes and stuff i
1: was gonna say do you, what about like the 11 11 thing do you believe yeah, in that? yeah yeah you believe yeah. in
0: like make a wish kind of stuff or i don't make a wish but i do believe in like when I think that any time that I look at my phone randomly, like obviously I'm not searching for it, of like course, I'm yeah, not looking no. for it. But if I'm like caught in my own head thinking about something, worrying about something, or I or I have this idea that I'm scared about um, implementing, I'll look at my phone and then there's like 1111, 66 uh, six, uh, not six. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky one. 555, <laughs> five, 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 uh, you know, like any repeated numbers, I'll be like, oh shit, like there's uh-huh. something here. Like I should dig deeper into this thought mm-hmm. because this is a sign so i have those superstitions i guess but i don't make a wish now ah, okay but yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> like, of course like every night yeah
1: exactly it's like waiting till 11 11 every Sit night here in the lottery, night, with the lottery. With, like, <laughs>
0: birthday candles and shit, yeah. just blow it out <laughs> no 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 uh, yeah but all of those things like tie into like destiny and shit. So like religion, um, horoscopes, you know, faith and destiny. But I do believe that, for example, we should aspire to make our own destiny. If you, if, if that makes any sense. So it's kind of like, again, relying on a framework. Um, I like to use it as tools. So even religion, like I've, done my fair share of like studying of like different religions. I've looked into it. I've looked into the literal um, terms in the Bible and the uh, and the symbolic terms in the Bible mm-hmm. and how they apply to like everyday life. And I do use and get parts from every religion and kind of create my own mm-hmm. belief system. Yeah. Um, but I use it as tools. And then with those tools, I try to curate and generate the destiny and the future that I want for myself. If yeah, sense no, sense. no.
1: I mean, I, I'm yeah. I'm a big believer in that as well. Um, I think if you actually truly, I mean, give or take, there are some things that just really won't happen. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I think like Gary Vee speaks about it like he wants to be a football player or a basketball yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. obviously not going to be a, you know, I'm 5'7", 155 pounds. I'm mm. not going to be a football player. NFL, NFL. yeah, professional. I'm yeah. not going to, you know, play in the NBA. Yeah. Um. And there's going to be things like that. But mm-hmm. in other aspects of life, I believe you can 100% you have your destinies in your hand. If you really want something, you'll make it happen. You know what I mean? And yeah. if are there coincidences and are there things that are going to happen? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but of course. I yeah. think you could absolutely build it. And like you said, like yeah. if you're able to pick things out from everywhere,
0: yeah, I think that overall that will give you that the tool set to do so. Yeah, that's such a big one too. It's like parents who tell their kids, oh like you could be whatever you want. You could be an NBA player, (laughs) but then Timmy's like five two and and like chubby overweight or whatever. And like it's creating these false illusions for your kids and just creating these standards that are unrealistic. It's Mm -hmm. setting yourself up to fail. No, absolutely. If like you you know and that's where channeling your passion is important because your passion, I do believe again this all ties into like something bigger communicating with you. But I think that passion is a language that the universe or God or something is trying to engage with your soul. You yeah. Know? Like, it. it's trying to tell you like, Hey, like listen, like listen to this voice, follow it. Mm-hmm. Don't obstruct it. Don't ignore it. Just try to, I don't know. I don't know. No, nah, I mean, I, I, I think
1: it, like you're right on with that. Like, it's kind of what, it's what makes you unique because that is yeah. what you're kind of being attracted to yeah. that's kind of like the aura the like what's cu- like oozing out of you let's say what mm-hmm. what's attracting and what the universe yeah. is bringing into you so and
0: not society trying to implement or exactly. stole something upon you uh-huh. it's like society telling you to become a doctor like Austin you're going to be a plastic surgeon oh, yeah. now it's like I was, I that was <laughs> that was my reality when i went from like 6 uh, from like 16 to 18, it's like my my parents try to like make me something that would fulfill them, but they didn't really care about what would fulfill me. And then is, my parents are also very traditional, yeah. similar to yours, I mm-hmm. think. Um, it took some time for me to get into their heads and convince them that, hey, like this path that I'm on, not sure if it's going to work out, not sure if it's going to be successful, but it's making me happy. happy. Yeah, yeah. And then it took a while for them to like the to get into their <laughs> thick skull because they're very traditional. They're like, and you know, my mom like she wanted a degree in her hand. Mm-hmm. Too, it's like, no, you're gonna go to medical school. You're gonna do this. <laughs> I'm like, do you know how fucking hard that is to fucking get into medical school? <laughs> do you know how it's many been, years on top of how it? Many years. And she wanted to be, be like, oh, like the first plastic surgeon of the family again. It's just like pride and ego. Oh, dude, it's like uh, her pride and ego. I think uh, that I could talk about.
1: For the (laughs) shout out to my mom, shout out to my mom too. She's 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 definitely going to be watching this. Um, (laughs) But I must say, so I have me and my mom, and you know, my dad obviously has had certain things, aspirations he's wanted me to be. but he was more so like a mental challenger in the sense that he just wanted me to be the best in whatever I'm doing at that current moment, let's say. Mm-hmm. So when it came to grades, when it came to soccer, when I was playing soccer, when it came to whatever, he would, I get an A, he's like, why is that an A-plus? Mm. A score goal, why wasn't it two? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, with my mom, it was a bit different. You know, she, for example, um, I had an internship my first two years at CN Hall, at mm-hmm. the same place, and meeting that boss was when I, like, I was like, entrepreneurships what I want to do this guy's mm-hmm. the dopest guy I've ever met this is what I want to do mm-hmm. I'm taking this path and with uh, my sophomore year in college is when I opened up my LLC and I dove in mm-hmm. um, my mom in the beginning she was, was proud right yeah. proud but she hated it and I know she's always dreamt me to be a, a like financial analyst on Wall Street okay. JP Morgan yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold, you know yeah, Goldman yeah, Sachs yeah. all those Deloitte like a consultant And, and, and that's what she wanted me to be. Like she wanted to be able to be like, Oh, my son, you know, he works at JP Morgan.
0: Pride, pride. Yeah.
1: And I was just like, mom, look, I'll I'll keep it a buck with you right now. And I've told her plenty of times and I was just like, that is not, that's not me. That's not going to satisfy me. I, you know, is it cool? Is it lovely? Yeah. (laughs) Would I like to at some point maybe for a little Mm bit? Yeah. Why not? Like give it a try. Maybe I will, you know, fall in love with it. Especially now that the landscape of business is changing and, there's a lot of startup entrepreneurial aspects in big businesses nowadays. Yeah. yeah. drastic
0: changes. Yeah. But
1: you know, I don't know. I just had this thing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. And a lot of people don't take that step of resistance, right? Like a lot of people go through with that and they wake up 10 years from now and they're on wall street. Mm -hmm. They're doing a job that they hate. They're, They're working with people that they don't like. They're, miserable and exactly. depressive. Like that to me is like just a waste of life. It's no, like yeah. it's like again, it also comes down to the um like people like to think like oh like you're going into entrepreneurship to get filthy rich you know to like um like money is a byproduct mm-hmm. of your greater passion I think again yeah, absolutely passion over profit oh, yeah. so if you want to be an entrepreneur like it should stem from a bigger purpose it should stem from a passion like fitness it should you know and then as a byproduct of your suffering of your sacrifices of your relentless drive and persistence despite yeah. all the odds because mm-hmm. it's not easy like absolutely anything worth doing is not no, yeah. I do. mean, you
1: question yourself every
0: day. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I can talk, every hour, every I just hour, like, like, what <laughs> am I doing? <laughs> like, who do I think I am? But that's called imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So, that's one of the phases of innovation is imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So, when you went to start your LLC, I'm certain that you probably went through that, or no, maybe yeah. not immediately because you were excited at first, but then it hits you eventually where you start questioning. It's like, who am I to think <laughs> that I can open and manage my own it, yeah, was literally marketing there. company? What is
1: it? The first like, like first couple months when I was setting stuff up, I was yeah. still in my internship. So it was like the whole Gary Vee thing. Mm-hmm. I was eight to five in my internship. I yeah. love the place though, so don't get me yeah. wrong. But mm-hmm. the thing was, seven o'clock, I was on the road, sitting traffic. Got there at eight, which was an hour earlier just to avoid the massive traffic oh, jam. Shit. So you got um, there early. So <laughs> I got there early. I left at. I would leave at 6 some days, but 5 normally, 6 to miss out on traffic. Mm-hmm. i get home by 7, have a meal, go to the gym. It was 10 o'clock from 10 to 3. I slept four hours for a straight, like, three yeah. or four months trying to set that up. So at that yeah. time was the excitement, right? Yeah. Got yeah. my LLC, finally yeah. came in the mail, got my license. Then I went, uh, the paperwork. Then I went to open my business account at the at the bank. And I'm like, that's when it. <laughs> when I was yeah, sitting in the chair. Yeah. I was
0: like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, 19-year-old. <laughs> cool. What am I doing? Wow. <laughs> Yo, but that's crazy that you went through that phase of like sacrificing sleep, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, but it, it, because that's it's necessary, die. right? You don't even. I
1: I I'm actually tired more tired now that I sleep seven hours than I was when I was sleeping three yeah. to four. Because you, know? you were excited before. Like exactly. Crazy excited, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'll look back on like past tweets on just who I was, I don't know, like two years ago or during the initial phases of fiber. It was exactly that. It was, yeah. like I, I would sleep four hours, yeah. three hours, and I would pride myself in it. Like, I would go on social media and post it, be like, oh, yeah. fuck, sleep, whatever. Like, yeah. who the needs grind, sleep, or whatever. The grind, the grind, the grind whatever. <laughs> so, I would like create that illusion that, mm-hmm. you know, everything was, or better, that that was sustainable long term. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's not sustainable long term. And eventually, that tide kind of comes down. Mm-hmm. And then you get to that point. Where you just question yourself, you're like, whoa, like, what? like, who do I think I am? But if you're, and then that's where a lot of people quit. So sitting yeah. at that bank table, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, you I know yeah. what? Go home. Is he looking? No. So I'm just <laughs> walk out casually and just fuck, you know, all of this. Yeah. But if you persist, then even if it fails, for example, you learn from that experience and you learned that, okay, so I could check this off my list. Um, I'll try something else. Oh, yeah. and then it's it's all a learning process man. absolutely like, you and you have to fail you i have to. think
1: too the biggest thing like one thing that i've within the last six months like mm-hmm. um i think the biggest thing i've grown in or had growth in was in you know myself and being aware of certain things in my mm-hmm. life let's say and the biggest thing was realizing the waves of life that's going to happen like you have to realize when you're at your low mm-hmm. and be like okay this is a low. This doesn't mean quit. It's yeah. just a low. It's okay. Things like, from the lowest lows, is going to be the highest highs, right? And that's a saying, yeah, that's but um, I think I've been grateful to have that, let's say, life lesson come over me the last couple <laughs> months, mm-hmm. because it's, like, really helped me dig out of everything and just be like, all right, it's time. Like, Because, you know, coming up to graduation and being part of that program, I could read you a list right now. Like, I think that Google Doc's still there of, it's like, Amazon. Goldman Sachs, like, all these kids went to these top places, and then you have me, New World Media. Mm-hmm. Cool, like. But it's your own thing. It's my own thing, yeah. so if people are skeptical about it, and even myself, yeah. I won't lie, like graduation, I'm like, yeah. all right, Austin, you ready for this, bud? Like, you ready but, for this, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, yeah. like, you know, you have to realize that that was a low, and yeah. I was scared, yeah. but now it's like,
0: it's time, let's go, you know? Yeah, yeah. and it's giving yourself those mental pep talks, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, mm-hmm. solidifying that mindset and that, policing it's like always policing your thoughts that's another thing that i've learned through the practice of meditation it's to not um not suppress any thoughts but acknowledge them and you kind of filter them out so they come through a filter and Mm -hmm. you you're able to like put them in the right places so what happens is a lot of people don't develop that filter mm-hmm. and then the, the thoughts just come in and um, then they just go all in one place and then it confuses them. And then they get overwhelmed by, you know, that pile of just negativity um, disguised as positivity and vice versa. Yeah, And so yeah. I've, again, I do believe that you have to go through shit for you to develop that in the first place. Like it's, it's one thing for you to, okay, like tell somebody who never went through anything in life and who's aspiring to be an entrepreneur you can teach them about the concept or the theory <laughs> of mental toughness, right? Like, hey, like, this is what happens when you get down, <laughs> yeah. you just tell yourself, Oh, it's okay, like, get nah. back up. Easy, right? It's nah, not fucking nah, easy because nah, when bad. it, like, when you get to that point, you don't, it's want like, shit, yeah, you <laughs> want to kill yourself sometimes. Nah, that's true, it gets,
1: true, no. It I mean, gets deep. No, nah, yeah, for like, certain it gets, people, it gets to that point and it, it's, it's sad, dark, but man. yeah, it's, yeah. it's, but that's like, it's what is it? This big thing that I have with my dad, it's actually pretty funny so going off that like life Mm -hmm. is the biggest teacher you're ever gonna have and I think I think that's exactly why college just kind of didn't work with us it's because mm -hmm. it's like I think we're students of life I don't think I don't think we're really students of college sitting down regurgitating I think we kind of want to like I tell my dad all the time my dad Mm -hmm. tells me what to like Certain things to do and and warns me to do certain things certain ways just so I could avoid the th- and I'm like dad let me hit my face let me on that floor learn, yeah. I'm ready I want to learn if I don't you know if I don't get that taste of that blood if I don't get yeah. a taste of that punch yeah. I'm I'm not gonna understand how hard it is or how to get by it you know like if you're gonna give me your hand and help me through it yeah. I probably won't get that taste and then when it actually happens and I don't have you
0: I'm in trouble you know what I mean then you're fucked exactly yeah. yeah. No, yeah, 100%. It's getting punched yeah, a a lot, (laughs) a lot. And um, I forget which boxer said this, but he said that the way that he would train is that he would tie his hands behind. I don't want to say that it's Floyd Mayweather, Mm -hmm. but he would basically just train himself into, like, dodging punches rather than, like, trying to, like, give out punches. He would try to, like, minimize the impact and minimize the times that he was hit. hit. And so he would ask his um, his, um, partner, his partner, um, his yeah. trainer, yeah, to increase the strength of the punches each time uh-huh. to get to a point where it was just like sucker punching. It was just like punch as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And then with that gradual increase, the risk of getting injured, the risk of getting a concussion, of getting CT, of getting brain damage, whatever, increased as well, and that increased his sense of urgency. So it would always create a different landscape for him mm-hmm where he would never feel as if he was being trained, as if he was sparring with someone. He would feel as if he was fighting for his life. Right. And then he would apply that to every fight. So then he completely changed the way. Again, I can't remember for the life of me who who it was. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was Mayweather. That yeah. man could die. die. He yeah. doesn't get hit. Nah, yeah, he just uh, glides off him. <laughs> so he just like re just reconfigured and redefined what it means to be in a fight. Like for him, that's not a fight. That's not a competition. Mm. It's life or death. Absolute, right. Yeah. So his opponent is going in, like, think about the money, think about the riches, think about his family of course, back in of his country, you know, think about all those things. All he's cared about, all he cares about is just surviving that mm-hmm. moment. I mean, and that's like that you learn that. Right. right? Yeah. So then if you're that person, if you're Floyd, Floyd Mayweather in whichever sector that you're trying to aspire to grow in, and you enter that room, you'll set yourself apart from everybody else that's in there. Like, everybody else will notice a difference, mm-hmm. you know? Like, your energy's different. Your your way of just, I don't know, just going about life is different. Everything's different about it. Yeah, yeah. then you become an original, just like yeah, Adam exactly. Grant talks about. Because, yeah, yeah. like, originals have, like, I've been reading um, Leonardo da Vinci's autobiography. Mm-hmm. Not autobiography. um Biography. <laughs> Um, One of the things that I've learned from that book is how to curate a unique mindset in a sense where we have this idea of genius being Mm -hmm. that nerdy kid in high school that Mm -hmm. would ace every single test that would, you know, pass with flying grades. And you would ask him, oh, did you study? No, I didn't didn't even study for the test. I didn't even know he had a test today. And even without studying, he would just do everything and just get A's, straight A's. That's our definition of genius, but genius to me ties into like being an outlier, thinking, being original, being you know just
1: what I was just, literally like the literally <laughs> the first five pages of that book is like describing that. Really, it's about like uh, those those kids that are like you know those superstar kids or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. The, yeah. the problem is is that they're just superstars because they're learning the information they're given, and I I don't want to jump to the point, but like no, no, I feel sure. like. You're about to go to the thing that like they were saying. Meanwhile, the people who actually later on in life actually become those success stories, those geniuses. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, those kids are learning, let's say, they're learning how to play the piano, to play Beethoven, right? Mm -hmm. All these science stuff that are already within this universe are already there. That's yeah. what they're learning fast, let's say. Yeah. That's why they're that genius. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other kids who are questioning and, and, mm-hmm. and struggling struggling and stuff yeah. like that is the people later on in life who actually go beyond because they didn't master what's already learned. They're yeah. going beyond that kind of thing. One
0: hundred percent. It's not exactly word for word, but no, I know no. the first five pages literally. But that's exactly it. And it's, to me, it's curiosity. I'm, I've been obsessed with curiosity for the past um, few months, actually. It's like curiosity, to me, is the biggest quality that anybody who aspires to do anything great in life should have or or has. Absol- I 100% agree. So, like, curiosity and for example, if you're curious about... Um, you want to see something funny? Hmm? I literally tweeted this today. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: <laughs> Did you really? I swear to God. You can check it. Check the date.
0: Holy shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the book.
0: <laughs> wow. That's, see, but that... There you go. Curiosity. Yeah. Curiosity ties into originals. It ties into <laughs> outliers. Outliers talks about Bill Gates and, like, all these people that we put on a pedestal and we think that they were born like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, divine intervention. It's They've been bestowed this information, this knowledge. It's not. It's mm-hmm. just, like, the way that they operate and view things you know like kids who struggle in school are kids who aren't engaged aren't interested in the right way that they should be I think so Leonardo uh, DiCaprio (laughs) Uh, Leonardo Da Vinci he would um he would every single morning he would wake up he would make a list of the most random shit like uh to-do list of just the most random shit like he would write down uh, figure out w- like which muscles are engaged when a bird flaps its oh, wings wow. <laughs> That's
1: and then track, the yeah.
0: next one's like figure out why the moon is whatever you know like <laughs> it'll be like the moon the squirrel the insect, how to paint this how to calculate this it's like this vast range of different subjects of different mm-hmm. things and he would go after that information and then that's but, why he was considered a genius because he had all this time. knowledge and different shit but that's like learning
1: about life in general it's <laughs> like yeah to some it might look stupid i guess or yeah. be stupid but it kind of gives you that culture kind of gives you yes. that you know 100%. that overall cr- i think uh, also it sparks creativity like 100 you know what i mean and, and and you know obviously this man 100%. is a genius when it comes to that but yeah, like uh, you know, yeah. Cu- yeah, curiosity definitely is something and just just seeing how things work, like little things. Like yeah. I was like reading this before like, yeah. you know, like some people just pass by and just yeah. like, oh, okay, well, this is a bottle of water,
0: yeah. kind of thing. And that goes into spending time by yourself kind of, mm. you know, like allow like allowing yourself time to step back and look at things. Mm-hmm. Just analyze things, just be in the moment, you know. Yeah, exactly. With social media, And with phones and everything, like, it's just constantly, like, notifications left and right, people sending messages, people wanting um, responses, emails, this, phone calls and stuff. So it takes away from your experience. It takes away from your ability to just read a bottle of water. like
1: Absolutely. I would imagine. Notice
0: certain things and then Google it, find out about it, you know, like, I don't know.
1: I imagine with you too, like
0: with fire, we're just always def- oh, putting out fires, 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 fires. <laughs> I suck at, and you know this. Um, yeah. I suck at responding to messages, and I've tried to explain myself countless times, and I know that people won't really understand. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't know what it is. So Like I can't, no matter how hard I try, to always respond to every single message and every single time, like every single. Email, text message, DM, mm-hmm. you know, immediately, like once it's sent, I just can't do it. No, yeah. Because I mean. of the whole energy thing, I think. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if I'm like focused, for example, if I'm focused at um, curating the design for the bathrooms at Fiber Fitness, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big project. It's a big endeavor. It's going to take time. It's, it'll probably take days for me to do. Of course. Until I finish that task, I can't really allocate resources and energy to anything else, no no matter how small it is. It's like, Callie, just say yes or no, uh, this and this. I can't. Like, I'll view it after I finish that task. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I'll go through all the messages, all the fucking emails and texts and stuff. And people get pissed, man. Like, people get the wrong idea like they think that it's egotistic it's like me being <laughs> like oh well, like he's too good to respond now he's just right, like bro it's just I can't explain it but I'm sorry yeah, I hope yeah, you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. and once fiber's open we'll laugh about it and I'll be more consistent but right now it's just like right, you know, you're, it's in just you're, down, you're in the
1: new tunnel and like I mean like I always tell <laughs> a lot of like I tell myself all the time and, and people around me my you know my direct family is just like oh you know, the world doesn't revolve around you and there's other people who have other things to do. And that's that's yeah. just, you know, the, the reality, of the fact and, and so on. So yeah. like, but it's better that you do it that way because at least,
0: you know, that's how you operate and you work. And yeah, and I tell people that, too. Like yeah. I'll give them a heads up. Like, I'll literally go on stories and be like, guys, um, thank you for the patience. Thank you for this or whatever. But don't take this personally. I'll even state that. I'll be like, don't take this personally. But I think that even makes it worse because then people are like, oh, Big Shot now has to announce on yeah, stories yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, bro, like I literally have a book right here. It's mm-hmm. called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. I don't know if you ever heard of no, it. No, I have not. I'll this book was one of the books that changed my life and just perspective. It was one of the books that I've read um, at before the Fiber Fitness Endeavor, before mm-hmm. the whole project. And that's a huge misconception, in my opinion, about my personality. Like People who don't know me, and know me off of social media. I do think that, and I've gotten this before um, by people that I've befriended, people that have become friends, close friends. um, They've told me that their perception of me is being this egotistic person, Mm -hmm. right? Because I, and I understand how that is kind of curated and how that's kind of perceived. But I'm the person that cares the least about ego, like to a point where I'll just You know, I'll just put ego aside to do whatever it is that I have to do. Like, I don't care Mm -hmm. about...
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it's like a, again, like a uh, a duel and sword. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Like, I don't care. Like, if I have to bite the bullet, I have to bite the bullet. If I was wrong, I was wrong. I was wrong. That's it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's somewhat okay to be ego and a little bit egotistical just because of the sense that I know for a fact at least I have aspirations and I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. like i want to be the best fitness guy i want to be the best yeah, i want to yeah, be yeah. the best this and yeah. like i'm sure you want to have the best gym in yeah. jersey in the northeast and this and that and so that's where that ego plays in yeah. but it's not in the sense of like you're trying Positive to feel exactly fuel exactly yes, and i think yes. that's where people kind of just like oh like this yeah. guy Like, like no nah, yeah. it's just a self driver it's not yeah. for me to have some like oh like Something over you like, oh, I have the best gym and jersey. No, it's like I have the best
0: gym and jersey for myself. I can't I can't agree more with that. And honestly, my opinion is that a lot of your followers, maybe they don't tell you this Mm -hmm. to your face, but you inevitably become a reflection of their insecurities. So Mm -hmm. the more you aspire to do in life, the more you aspire to climb, the more you aspire to put yourself out there and grow. Mm The people who are not doing the same, they will look at you and try to kind of break you down in their own minds. Absolutely. So they'll say, oh, Austin is like that because he inherited that money or or, he's only like that because Mm -hmm. this and this. They'll create things Mm -hmm. and motives to kind of justify so that they can sleep at night. Absolutely, now that is 100%. And that happens and that's like something that you can't control and even if it's like, I hate to say this but it happens even with like your best friends, you know, like sometimes like you don't really know. So you'll get to a certain point in life and that's when you start again, life is the greatest teacher of all time. Only through time and through experience that you'll find out and you'll, you know, come to terms with certain things that you probably never expected before. That's true. And I do strongly believe. So like, that's why to me, it's very admirable to like be able, for example, um, to view other people's ambitions as sources of inspiration. Absolutely. I will feed off of your ambition rather Mm -hmm. than envy it. I'll feed off of it because like to me, that's like, damn, like he's like grinding, he's focused. So I'm like, try to curate that towards my own goal. Mm-hmm. you know like towards like whatever it is that i'm trying to accomplish but a lot of people will just look at you and say like oh fuck that guy right. it's like
1: i think too it's a lot of mentality like right. like one thing i'm very grateful is i have a mentality of abundance i mm. think there's one there's plenty of money to go around yeah like was it i went to the city yesterday with my, my good friend he has this passion for uh, coffee and stuff like mm-hmm. that i go to like coffee shops all the time people are always asking me like whatever mm-hmm. And i was like dude I know you're, so his end goal in life is actually to own a coffee shop. Oh, okay. And I was like, dude, you're already known as the coffee man between our friends. Yeah. Start a blog, start a blog, get your brand, start building a brand. And then he was going to get domain names, right? Mm -hmm. And like all the names that he picked out were like, you know, good, actually attractive names and, and stuff like that. And it was like, $10,000 $15,000 $10,000 $15,000 yeah. and he's like what the hell and I'm like dude I'm telling you back in the day when the dot com era blew up yeah. people used to sell dot coms as real estate like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. website names
0: yeah.
1: are you kidding me yeah. like this water yeah. in a in a, a buck like a cup yeah yeah, 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 there's money to go around you know yeah. what I mean and so when it comes to that, I think those people also view like, oh, he's getting a piece of my pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't agree with that. Because like, again, like Christian Guzman, I think he's a big inspiration for both of us. Yeah. 100%. All his, yeah. all his best friends are Charlie, mm-hmm. you know, Max, his own girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They all have clothing lines that compete with him. They're all doing their own thing. They're all yeah. doing, and they're all, and they're all HQ'd in the same spot, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's just like, it's the thing of abundance and having yeah. that little yeah. kind
0: of switch and, Unfortunately, not everybody. But you know. Yeah, would you agree that New Jersey is specifically a state where? Because I've found that, for example, Christian Guzman grew up in a different state, right? Mm-hmm. He, I don't know where he grew up, but Texas. He lives in Texas yeah, now. I think he grew up. In, I think he grew up there too. Yeah, Stafford or something like that. Yeah. So, I don't know because I feel that New Jersey has this very hostile take on just people who aspire to be more. It's like, just like you said, like mm-hmm. they 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 have a scarcity mindset rather than an abundance mindset. So it's kind of like, again, you're going to aspire to be great, so you're going to take away from my possibility of being mm-hmm. great, so you're taking away from my greatness. It's like, that's not how it works. Just nah, like yeah, you said. Exactly. It just compounds off of each other. It's just like, it. we become stronger if we work together, if we create... You know, just like they created a mm-hmm. tribe of just ambitious entrepreneurs, exactly, yeah. and they all like they're all best friends. And like, nah, yeah. why can't that be replicated? Well, not replicated, but why can't that be used as an inspiration? You know, like, yeah. rather than envying it and saying like, "Oh, like they're only together because whatever." Nah, yeah. <laughs> again, like that's but that's how I feel like most people, at least that you know, I've really. come in contact with, like that's how they think, and that's why again. I have like a relatively small social circle like Mm -hmm. I don't really like I'm friendly to everybody but I like to say that I'm extremely friendly with everyone acquaintances kind of with everybody and then friendly respectful with everyone but then I have like small circle of friends who um I feed off of inspiration wise who Mm -hmm. like are doing their own things just like you said and I feed off of that inspiration Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow like that keeps me motivated and it could be a friend who's like aspiring to be a world-class baker. Yeah, but like yeah, that, that to that's me, to me anything, is anything. Like, that's dude. fucking dope. i exactly. like, holy shit. Yeah. Like that's but having that mindset is is essential, I feel like. And that's kind of what I want to do with this whole podcast and with like fiber fitness in general. It's like create this movement of people mm-hmm. that can come together under one roof without looking at that roof, like, oh, like, this is Callie's roof. Oh, like, this is... Oh, like, like, this cl- glass is ceiling kind of thing. Yeah, you can't like, go any higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and why should I even walk into this building if it's not mm-hmm. mine? You, you mm-hmm. know, like, that's not a good mindset to have. So I kind of want to create, like, this movement of, like, outliers, of, like, like-minded individuals mm-hmm. just like as yourself. And just help each other, inspire each other to grow. Exactly. It's like what they say. You don't. You don't
1: build... <clears throat> or you shouldn't, you don't build the highest skyscraper by knocking other people's
0: yes, yes, down. No, yes. you, you
1: build it by making yours bigger, and that's yeah. it. And that just becomes self-motivation, the drive, and this and that. And while that's happening, you're going to motivate others. And, you know, And there, again,
0: there's enough money here to there's go more money, There's more than You <laughs> just got to find money. it. but Yeah. And I forget which podcast it was, but it was the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. I forget which guest. Um It was a guy that knew his shit and, like, economics and just Mm -hmm. world class. Uh, He said that. He said that there's more than enough money for people to become wealthy. It's like everyone can be wealthy, he said. And then Joe even questions, like, really? But everyone? So, like, even Joe is kind of like, oh, but is there Mm -hmm. enough money? But there is enough money to go around. Like, it's not unattainable. It's not crazy. I mean, you know,
1: when the richest man in the world is literally – well, it was, $142 billion, yeah. Jeff and Bezos, right? Yeah. He was double, bill, like Bill Gates, One hundred and forty, forty-two billion yeah. yeah. billion? I couldn't even fathom the amount of money that is. I feel yeah. like you could literally hand out a million to every person in Jersey. And
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that you can spend all of your money when you're at that level. Oh No, nah, no. Nah. It's like, that, That's hard. That is extreme. That, nah, it's hard for you to buy right? enough things <laughs> with that money. Like, it's hard for you to spend all of it. Nah, yeah. Just so much fucking money. Really.
1: I couldn't. I could not imagine, uh, and I couldn't even imagine the stress that comes behind all that too. Yeah, like you know,
0: yeah. especially since he recently went through his divorce, divorce and, he and she gave her what like eighty sh- billion or something like that, or forty billion. I think forty. 40 but she billion. literally became the think the sick second richest woman in the world <laughs> just after <like> that. <laughs> just like that.
1: But hey, you know, you pick yeah. your poison, and
0: yeah. But to her um, credit, like she was with them during the initial phases of Amazon. And I think mm-hmm. she played like a huge role no, no. in the like the development of the company. And Absolutely. She, so she deserved it for sure. But that's another thing to me that's very weird is like marriage. Because mm-hmm. like marriage for me, to me, I don't know, man. It's It just seems so weird how you literally have a contract with someone that in case that contract is breached and you guys get a divorce, like she has the right to like, it's, I don't a, know. It's, you, you, it's so you wait, so you're talking about like prenups and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind like. Do you believe in that or like if you get a pre I don't know, to be honest, I mean, it's a weird tricky one. <laughs> but I have like mixed feelings. It, exactly. Like I oh could imagine God. with guys like that, but like, yeah. Uh. Like if you're at like, obviously if you're at a Jeff Bezos level and you're a billionaire, like I yeah. bet you bi- most billionaires don't even um, consider marriage or anything like that. Like, Probably, yeah, probably not at that
1: point. Not in, like, a a bad sense. Like, I don't want to put it across that. It's just, I feel like when you're in those people's, like, that person's shoes, it's a different game. Like, I think I was literally watching, like, a reality TV show. Even Mm -hmm. off of that, um, the guy, it was was actually Love Island. Uh, Mm -hmm. The guy was, like, a professional basketball player, and he was just like, yeah, like, you know, the problem, I came here to this show because, like, Mm -hmm. nobody knew who I am, and um, it gives a girl a chance to like me for me rather oh, than my money kind yeah, of thing. So yeah. I feel like that's a big part of why those people don't because it, they that's have to tricky, play that right? mind game, you know? Like I was yeah. saying earlier, like, I couldn't even imagine the
0: stress or whatever that comes with that money. It's stuff like that too, you know? Yeah. but That's tricky, right? It's like, yeah. at what point do you think that starts happening? I couldn't even. I don't think it takes much, to be honest. I think that if you start you know, just traversing down a certain path and you start making a considerable amount of money and you start making some noise, I think that things already, like, people start changing mm-hmm. the way that they approach you, the way that they, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's yeah. that's very tricky. And it's very hard for you to, like, I guess, filter out and see who's who. I was going to say, know? I think that leads you to another lesson
1: in life and, and just trying to, you know, gauge people and scanning people and, yeah. you know, that stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's all about, yeah, literally that. Just analyzing everything and just mm-hmm. being present in the moment. But that, I don't think I'd ever want to get to Jeff Bezos' level of rich. To be nah, honest, yeah, I think it's that's just excessive. It's just too much. Yeah,
1: like I respect it, but I yeah.
0: also disagree slightly with it. Like that's just absurd. Yeah, right, yeah, you know. it's just too much money. And what do you think about the whole thing? Um, Mission to like colonize Mars and get people to like travel in space and make it accessible commercial travel.
1: Yeah, so if it's accessible to the majority of the population, Mm -hmm. why not? I think you know, as humans, we need to you know continuously reach and reach and and evolutionize, or else you know we're going to go extinct at some point. That's just part of life, the circle of life. And just like recently, we almost went extinct. Uh, Exactly, so (laughs) we definitely do something like that. But my only like biggest thing off of that it's like i've read a couple of articles it seems at times that it's only going to be accept- accessible to like the top one percent at times yeah. i know they talk about making it uh, like a wide but it turns like, like it, yeah and the reality of things you know if people can't even f- afford like apartments around the area here in, in newark like, how are they going to afford to go you know what i mean like fly around the exactly so um yeah. i think it's a great idea but if it's accessible to,
0: you know, yeah. the, the the common people rather yeah. than just the top 1%. The same goes to, like, um, artificial intelligence and, like, integrating technology uh, yeah. with humans. Uh, people talk about, you know, uh, I don't know, just, like, adding certain features that will enhance your current features. So I was reading an article recently that they were talking about this... Um, contact lens. Mm -hmm. That if you blink twice, it zooms in. So they were explaining the science behind it and how you don't have to be disabled to purchase it and to install it. Mm -hmm. um, And that anybody can have it. But I do think that every new innovation will be accessible only to just like you said, the 1%. And then once they're satisfied with what they currently have mm-hmm. and they acquire the best and the best of that technology then they'll start giving us like fragments of like the yeah the or kind of okay technology version you know or
1: even in some problem. like weird epidemic kind of crap like yeah they'll just like too. yeah they'll like yeah. they like, like, create like a superior race kind of thing yeah. like what is it um
0: I'm scared of that If
1: you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright if, if if so Joe Rogan right you watch yeah. uh, um yeah. he has a podcast with uh Elon Musk and they mm-hmm. talk about AI and they talk yeah. about all that Scare, scare the shit out scare of me out it's of like team. literally like three four hours long um <laughs> yeah. i i recommend it but like you talk about all about that and i saw it yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's it's freaking crazy what could happen or like the neural link
0: that uh yeah. he's making mm-hmm. and every, oh my god and and his view which is the most interesting to me it's like he's the man behind all of these major developments all of these major innovations and he's the one that's the most um, worried about and against the it, yeah. future, against it. Yeah, too. I yeah. think I think this week, literally,
1: um, I, I I think he tried to pass a bill or try to do something to mm-hmm. actually um, hinder the progress that's been making in the AI space. I, yeah. I, I I don't remember exactly, but I feel like a notification popped up. I didn't get to read it. Yeah, but um, I think it's just because he knows like the true potential behind it. I mean, yeah. that man is a genius, and I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. But yeah. th- that's scary when the, the guy at the forefront. Is kind of hacking back at it, you
0: know what I mean? A guy that's like ten times smarter than both of us (laughs) together. Exactly, is giving us signs and telling us, "Hey, like, like, don't do it." And then everybody, but again, everybody does what they do because of profit. I feel like so it's kind of like profit is gonna result in our demise. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's a book that I read
1: a couple months ago. It's called um, "How to Fix the Future" Mm -hmm. by S. I. Keen, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's a good book. um, Mm -hmm. Good read. but it's, he kind of explains the idea behind it. Um, I think it's because we like to evolutionize, make money, make money. It's just like when, when cars came into play. Yeah. Um, you know, the, all these big companies were coming out forward and this and that. They're yeah. pumping out cars, yeah. this, blah, 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 making money, making money. Yeah. But there was no safety features engaged like seatbelts until like 50 years later and after thousands and hundreds of thousands or let's say thousands of deaths and they're just saying like ai (laughs) is about to be on the same trend but the thing the difference between ai and a car is Mm -hmm. ai is learning you know what i mean and so they say by the time we finally figure out that we have to kind of put regulations and stop it's going to be way too late and so that
0: it kind of it goes into that but uh yeah yeah it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to think no, man, about. <laughs> it definitely is, and I've watched like videos that explain how they learn, mm-hmm. and it it scares the shit out of no, me. It's freakish. <laughs> it's like what takes us maybe a year mm-hmm. to learn and to master, they'll learn in Patterns. a matter of minutes. It's just yeah. pattern recognition, mm-hmm. data chunking, and and they always get better. Like it's always better. So if it took them five minutes to learn one thing, then the next time it takes one minute and yeah. then a nanosecond and That's, then yeah. it's just instant and then it's like, what That's the fuck crazy. is going <laughs> yeah. on here? They they
1: say too that I at least for humans, I mm-hmm. think this is like a plus, but I don't know if I would want this. Um I think Google there's a certain future uh huge futurist, let's say mm-hmm. for Google that has like eighty percent uh predictability about the future. He's mm-hmm. been right eighty percent of the time so far. And he says, by 2029, 20, we'll be able to insert a chip in the back of our head and we'll be able to pull anything from
0: the cloud. Mm, and it's just like. And then view it in your lens maybe. Yeah, in front of you. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. And I'm just like, 2029, 20, wow. that's It's right there. It's nine years. Yeah, oh, whatever, 10 yeah, years. Yeah. And stuff like that, though, is just like, would you want that for yourself? Yeah. Do you think you could live with that? Like, I don't, I don't know. Would you do it? Being that I embrace tech. If there was no
0: health repercussions for it, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Um. How about the whole, like, tracking thing? Because think about it. If you insert a chip inside you and you make yourself somewhat of a robot and Mm -hmm. somewhat of a machine and everything's connected to the cloud, um, I don't know if you saw this as well. They're trying to um, – they're creating this technology that kind of – It'll paint your thought process. So if you're thinking about driving down a road, mm-hmm. the computer will generate a scene that resonates with that thought process. Oh, okay. So basically, they're you know um, setting in stone what is abstract and what's in your mind. And that, to be like... For example, what if the government has access to every single thought that you have? Like That is the scariest yeah. part to me. It's kind of like... I don't know, man. It's kind of (laughs) like... Yeah, as much as I love tech,
1: I think there is big barriers that need to be crossed about protection and I think, you know... Privacy, Yeah, privacy. Like, you know, we literally... We sell our souls the moment we accept the terms and conditions on this. Any app we download, the government knows more about us. I mean, that Alexa probably is going to pop something up later on for you, like the book that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: listening in. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's
1: like scary. It is a hundred percent. But I think if we are to, you know, evolutionize and move forward, we have to find just a common ground. Um, So, like, do I agree with this stuff going forward? Yes, but. Do I agree with like that whole privacy issue and stuff? Yeah. Like, nah, like no. I wouldn't, you know,
0: yeah, want to essentially yeah. have the government in my head, but yeah, all the time. Um, I do think that sacrificing privacy is a precondition for any form of progress, and that's some, Just like you said, like people will download an app or buy a new iPhone and they never read the terms or, or conditions right, right, or right, all right. those. Click. Right. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, 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 sure, and then people complain later when Facebook. You know, sells their data, or when yeah, they...
1: but it's like very minimal. You know, what I mean, yeah. like uh, I forgot, like the whole. I think like the Cambridge Analytica thing that mm-hmm. happened a while back. People were like freaking out. Meanwhile, like it gave up, I think their emails. And And their names, and that was it. And they blew up on Facebook. Meanwhile, Target actually like lost a bunch of data on credit card information. Oh yeah, and they swept like swept it
0: under the rug because of the Facebook thing. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just like cool under the rug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like focus on him. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: but like you were saying, I think that goes to the thing of the whole idea. Like, I don't know if you believe in like the whole utopia thing, Mm. the concept behind it, but it's Mm. literally like you know you're sharing everything. Yeah. So uh, you know, with family, like. You share everything, and that's why your family is your family. Um, yeah. And, you know, at some point later on down the road, like I've read tons of articles about how we're going to start sharing cars and this and mm-hmm. that. So that's why I feel like that whole privacy thing also will, mm-hmm. little by little, become gray lines, and people yeah. will be more accepting of it. People get over it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, because if you were to tell someone 20 years ago the idea or the or the business model behind Uber, they would just look <laughs> at you and be like, wait, you want me to get inside a stranger's car? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. not a taxi. That's not yellow. You want me to do that and yeah. trust them to get me where I need to go and trust them with my credit card mm-hmm. information and shit? Like, that's just something so abstract. And then you get Elon Musk who talks about digging tunnels underground and w- driving your Tesla on a platform Absolutely, and then yeah. going underneath at 200 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that seems so ab- like, abstract to us right Absolutely. now. But what if in 50 years, I, like, that's just what you do. It's right, like, yeah, oh, that, you yeah. you drive on highways? Definitely you still is. do that? But yeah, it's exactly. Like, like that highway still exists? It's like, no, like, that's not a thing anymore. And it's funny how, because if you were to tell Cali from 10 years ago, like, oh, like, in 2020, we'll have flying cars. We'll, we'll, we'll have robots walking mm-hmm. down the street, assisting the elderly. We'll be living in iRobot, basically. Mm-hmm. He would believe you, and that's what I would expect. But then what you realize is that Elon Musk said that the only way that we can progress isn't um, going into the sky and, like, creating flying cars, but going underneath the ground because it's just more structured. It's just more predictable. It's more reliable, I guess. Of course, yeah. Do you think that flying cars will ever exist, like, ever be a thing, or do you think that that's – I think so.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think so Uh, because, you know, as much as we also want to go underground – Yeah. I I personally think, you know, obviously Elon Musk is smarter than me, but I think at (laughs) a certain point, at some point, though, it is in terms of like Earth itself going to be a structural like catastrophe. So, you
0: know, it's just a bunch of tunnels underneath. us. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like New Jersey is supposed to be underwater at some point. You know, California is going to break off like all that stuff. You know, it just brings up questions. So. And either way, I think they're making advances, even like in hoverboards using it. I think Mm -hmm. France this past week literally has like um, like flying boards for the Mm -hmm. military, like jetpack boards or something like that. Yeah, and it's just they tested for the military. Yeah, yeah. The guy tried to go across the Strait, like from England to from France to England. Mm -hmm. He actually crashed it when he went to go fuel. But like they do have those like hoverboard. Yeah, basically. So it's like it's happening.
0: Yeah. But a car is probably like light years away. Not light years, but yeah, handful yeah, of years yeah, away. But yeah. and you also have to account for humans, you know, like we're very unpredictable. Exactly. There's ego, there's that. Um, but yeah. Hopefully we advance to a point where we kind of diminish ego and we kind of become just like you said, like we share more, we're more empathetic, we're more engaged mm-hmm. with each other, we're we're more I don't know, just connected. And with all of this connectivity that we're already exposed to like social media and everything I do think that we're leading up to that where we'll get to a point it's just common to share a room with a complete stranger Mm -hmm. to put your house up on Airbnb it's like everybody's doing it Mm -hmm. so once you get to a point where everybody's doing it then it comes down to FOMO and the fear of missing out and then you'll just be the only person that doesn't have a chip in planning you know on the back of your neck so you'll be the weird guy you'll be the weirdo uh So I think it's all inevitable. I think it's, it's very exciting, but it's very, it's It's, Yeah, It's a tricky time, tricky time to be alive. (laughs) And what's your opinion on like the whole fitness realm, like approaching it from a social media aspect. I wanted to get your opinion on this because you're fully immersed in both the fitness and the marketing Mm -hmm. side. It's like, if you go on Instagram and you search up the fitness hashtag, it's probably the, one of the most popular hashtags on Instagram right now, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and you look at all the content, I don't know if you get this, but to me it's just, it's all very repetitive. It's all very yeah. alike. It's all like similar videos of similar exercises, mm-hmm. you know, just different lettering, different editing styles. Of course. Where do you think that's heading? Like, do you, like, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, keep I my head know. in the chair. That's cool, that's
1: cool. Um, So it's funny what you just previously said about how we're getting more interconnected and with social media and this mm-hmm. and that, because I was listening to a podcast a couple of days ago with this guy who also started a digital marketing agency and mm-hmm. he within six months hit like twenty twenty thousand a month in reoccurring re- revenue. Mm. And they asked him that question. He's like, oh, where do you think marketing's going? Like social like social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Well marketing in general. Um, and he was just like I think it's going back to that one-on-one connectivity, like you know what I mean? That interaction-based kind of thing. Social media is just making it easier for us to do so rather than having to fly across the world or, you know, having, you know, now you can connect with somebody from New Jersey in California and you can have that one-on-one relationship. And I think that's where influencer marketing is massive. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's still a very new space and, um, and, and new and old at the same time. But I do think everything's going to get even more personalized. Like mm-hmm. now if you, if you can see, good. like if you look at Facebook ads ran by Nike mm-hmm. um, or, or other places or Alphalete even, um, if you were to go see a certain product on their webpage, now mm-hmm. it's only going to show you Facebook ads of those certain products and kind of curate the content yeah. towards yeah. those individual needs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's going. I think shopping in general, like I think at some point we're going to walk in, um, we're going to go to a board, or like a screen and it's going to have already a preconceived preconceived notion of what, yeah, of what we like and what we don't like because of all the data they collect about us. And and that's what they're going to market to us right there. And then. Yeah. Yeah. but But, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the whole like fitness, um, content creation part, like that's also one thing that I think too, is that the way for you to set yourself apart in the social media realm, especially if like fitness, um, be it fitness, fashion, culinary, whatever your passion is, for you to set yourself apart nowadays, since it's so accessible and everybody has access to it and everybody can learn on YouTube how to edit in Premiere Pro, how to have similar edits um, to the videos that Nabil puts out mm-hmm. or, or how to, you know, like everybody can learn that. There's templates, there's presets. It's very easy. I think that what sets you apart is personality. It's the human aspect of it. It's... Um, presenting to the world you because absolutely. nobody can replicate you absolutely it no everybody's unique in their own way. no matter how hard i try to replicate you for example like i'll never never ever get to who you are as a person and that's the superpower that everybody has but they don't realize it
1: no of course i mean yeah i think that too that's like a tricky thing like i don't like i love christian guzman but i know mm. i'm not gonna be christian guzman i'm yeah. gonna be like austin yeah. lopes you know what i mean yeah. like yeah that that's what it is, and again, like I think a lot of people just need to learn how to double down on themselves. because yeah, it's, yeah. it's like and stop comparing yourself to other people. Exactly. Like it's I'm so not going to be yeah. so and so, and so and so is not going to be me. But yeah. that's what makes so and so so great. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: It's because they're channeled into who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and going off of that, like I think that's exactly where sometimes the f- uh, that is where the fitness realm is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people, or that's what they should do at least. Like I know I follow one guy. His name is Fred Bundy. He's from the UK, um, Mm. and so he actually takes like a very different approach. So he is a fitness guy, but it's not like intermittent fasting. It's not that. It's not the Kato guy. Mm -hmm. It's not whatever. He is about like feels. Like, I don't know, it's Feels. abstract. Like, yeah, oh, just okay. like he like, drinks coffee and he just goes on rants about random okay. philosophical shit. Okay. Yeah. And uh um and But that's his thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what makes him him, and that's why his crowd is very niche and, and he's like, you know, yeah. he's influencer and this and that, and that's what gets him going. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, and everybody becomes kind of desensitized towards towards content and towards for example, I'll see someone post a certain video a certain fitness video and i'll just like my reaction is oh I, i've seen that before like, yeah, yeah. like that's like there's no people don't really care about value anymore you no, know yeah yeah that's the biggest thing i think it's, that's huge yeah. now and people will post the video because they look good or so, Or like there is certain values there but it's not the value that i guess uh, um reaches the most amount of people like you have the uh, sexual attraction value, for example, like mm-hmm. you'll post something and then a girl likes, you know, girls like it this and that. There's, you know, that. But I feel like everybody should try to again channel in and find who they are, and then set their own road. And down that road, they'll, you know, contribute value to people and just give them things that will suit their lives and help them in some sort. Uh, absolutely, in yeah, some like sort a, of a, way. A, especially
1: if they're gonna go out, the, go out their way to actually tune in. Yeah, yeah. Give the person something yeah, worthwhile. And put the effort sort of in, the cookie yeah. cutter same, yeah. like yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's just yeah. human nature. A lot of times, it's very hard to set that differentiating factor, and
0: it's easier to say it yeah, than actually do, do it. it yeah. yeah, and comparison is the thief of joy, for sure. It's like mm-hmm. if if you keep comparing yourself to anybody, that's just setting yourself up to fail because you'll never be that person. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I resonate uh, very heavily with. Matthew McConaughey's speech about him pursuing the person he's going to be in 10 years. I don't know if you saw that. I have not. His um, not Oscar yeah. speech. Fantastic speech. He says that his hero is the person he's going to be in 10 years. So that okay. way in 10 years when he, you know, reaches that person, mm-hmm. someone asks him, hey, so have you become your hero? Have you become your idol? I'll say, of course not. Because the. My idol is the person I'm going to be ten years, 10 years from, now. from now. So he'll never reach his idol, but yeah. that's okay for him. You no, know? yeah, that, that again, the
1: good thing a lot of it has to do with self awareness too. Yeah, like you know, yeah. if that's something that keeps you going, and I think that's like I personally, that's yeah. like a great way to go about it. You know, because in that way, you're not comparing yourself to anybody but yourself. It's just mm. a more futuristic, let's say, lens yeah. over it. You're just doubling down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What's your opinion on drinking and fitness? drinking oh so like i i kind of do it <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm i'm a fan of it though because i think not obviously not in excessive amounts um mm-hmm. i think a lifestyle and balance is key when it comes to fitness yeah yes do i like bodybuilding and competitors and what they do and stuff mm-hmm. absolutely but if you're looking at it for a lifetime whole like you know, f- until you're 50, 60, 70, you know, you have mm. to have balance. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very doable. One of my favorite brands is Ghost Supplements, and they are massive in hosting, after going to parties, mm. after parties, this and that.
0: They're it's ho- called ghosts? Ghost? Oh. Ghost, uh, ghost Lifestyle. Ghost from Guzman's Association? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost. Okay, 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 so okay,
1: Ghost yeah. Lifestyle. Um, and they're just very, like, a lot of their influencers are those kind of guys. They're people who enjoy life, yeah. but at the same time do fitness kind of yeah. stuff. And I think if you are able to understand the balance between dieting and and going out and stuff like that, yeah. you can absolutely live a healthy lifestyle, a lean lifestyle, mm-hmm. and
0: you know drink and still and, and enjoy so like the exactly yeah social realm. I read recently that diets are bad in terms of like they they are one of the leading causes for like binge eating. Oh yeah. Because just like you said, um, it's not sustainable long term if you keep restricting yourself Absolutely. to an insane level. So if you keep telling yourself like, oh, I can't eat carbs, I can't drink, I can't do this, I can't do that, it'll work for a few weeks, it'll work for mm-hmm. a month or two, and it'll be admirable. People look at you like oh like good for you and stuff. But it's not sustainable long term. And then once you break that uh illusion, you're like, oh fuck this shit. I'm just gonna Become an alcoholic. I'm just gonna no, exactly, know, binge yeah. McDonald's now. Just getting so yeah. Balance is the key to everything in life. I think, especially for fitness, it's it's if it's if it's something that you have to think about and it's perceived as a burden as something that like exactly. oh, like I I constantly have to think about my diet. Like it has to be a part of who you are. Exactly. You like I mean?
1: it, it creates like a bad relationship with food. Yeah. Like I like to say because like yeah. I've I've been through it. Like was it previous years where I've done mm-hmm. cuts? I've gone to I've gone naturally seven six percent body fat like jesus yeah but those were days that i if i didn't get home within 30 minutes of the gym because i would train at night Mm -hmm. i would have a massive headache and i'd stay up till four or five in the morning Mm -hmm. and by that time i was so hungry i said and i literally would almost clear out my whole like pantry yeah and just eat and eat and eat and eat and it's it's like a lot of if you go to watch like some youtubers and that compete and stuff like that they say it like you restrict yourself for so long that your body at that point is literally just saying, stuff me, stuff me. This is uncomfortable, but keep on feeding me because I just want this obnoxious yeah. feeling, feeling full, yeah. and that's it. And yeah. and it's bad, and I think that is the problem with this day and age. Like, there's the keto diets, mm. there's this, mm-hmm. there's... there's... So many options, it's so and so many it's different just, things, yeah. Dude, live a balanced lifestyle. Yeah. Like, you want to lose weight, be in a deficit. You want to gain weight? being a surprise. Right, right. You know? People
0: overcomplicate it. Exactly. Exactly. It's very simple. Exactly. But then you have all these and that's one of the reasons too that people aren't able to stay on track is that they are just overwhelmed with information. It's like which diet should I try? And I went through that where I tried the keto diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any diet that you try, you'll do some research and you'll see that there are people who are extremely against it. And mm-hmm. here are the reasons why it's really bad for you and mm-hmm. you shouldn't do it. And then again, you have the other people side of who the coin. Yeah. And then, you know, and these are all like respectable people, like people who have PhDs and, you know, yeah, what? And you get confused. You're like, wait, but who should I listen to? Like, what yeah. should I do? I just want to be healthy. I just want to have a good body. I just yeah. want to get a girlfriend. I just want this. I just want that. And then that's when people just – but, again, it's breaking it down to simple terms, to, like, layman terms. It's, like, it's, it's a calorie deficit. It's, you know, just staying on track with things that are within your realm of reality. It's not mm-hmm. trying to follow an unrealistic diet plan that tells you to, like, eat lamb three times a week. Like, where the fuck yeah. am I going to get lamb? <laughs> Make <laughs> like, sure like, dude, you eat at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's you know, bullshit. 10, 15. Like, just cu- curate your own shit, you know, just do your own shit. But, uh, yeah,
1: I, th- I think too, at the end of the day, just balance, balance, oh, balances, you know, balance,
0: everything. balance, yeah. balance is, yeah man, balance is, I'm just trying to think of, of what I was about to say, I was about to say something related to fucking diet, I just got a brain fart, no worries, <laughs> yeah. but um, is there any more topics that we got from people? I was just pretty much drinking and working out, which, again,
1: you know, balance, paying your dues when you have to pay. Don't, like, you know, shrink to the point that you can't even go to the gym next day or the day of, try to get to the gym at least. It's going to happen, and when it does, just don't beat yourself up. And then it was the motivation through adversity and how do you keep on going. And there's a lot of ego
0: lifting at the gym too, right? I literally saw it today. (laughs) It's it's bad. It's sad. It's sad because that's... What's your opinion on Planet Fitness? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I like, that's all I needed to know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I I respect
1: the people who do need a that's the thing, like I am a very hardcore mentality kind of guy. Yeah. Um but I do respect the people who do like kind of like a safe haven and I mm-hmm. get it. Like I you know, not everybody feels comfortable at the gym. I know. Mm-hmm. I get it. So that's what's good for those kind of people, but yeah. I just don't like that. It restricts others, you know what I mean, in some ways. And not saying that I'm, like, a lunk and I go in, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to, like, those skinny, yeah, and stuff like that (laughs) at the gym. Like, I don't, but it's just, like, when there's a
0: whole alarm at the gym. Yeah, dude. And they're hypocritical about it because it's a judgment-free zone, but they judge you if you're a (laughs) lunk, right? So it's, like, what are you doing here? Like, what's your goal? And then they break people's illusion. Like, they create, to me, Planet Fitness, I associate it to a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. where you just dangle f- you know, progress or food or perceived progress in front of the hamster and just keeps Gally. on and on mm-hmm. on this wheel, and then you feed it pizza, bagels, yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like... It's going to be a never-ending circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's great for business, I guess. I, and I mean it's cheap, Obviously, right? yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. They actually just opened up one by my house just now. I'm just like, really? Another one? Mm-hmm. Like, We don't need any more of these. Is it the one that on... Route 22? It's on... No, Springfield F. Oh, okay. Uh, right by Home Depot. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Route 22 yeah. is opening up a two-floored uh, 24-hour fitness. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is. I kind of want to check it out. It looks cool. In two-floored front gym. of
0: LA Fitness, and that should be interesting.
1: Yeah, the whole streak. There's the LA Fitness. There's Retro Fitness. There's NBD. Yeah. All within that little strip. There's the 24-hour yeah, fitness. Yeah. It's... Which is interesting. Yeah. 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 But... Yeah. Hey, if if the business is there and
0: they think it's worthwhile, why it's not? It's thriving, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, just just do whatever whatever you think works. I mean, again, I think that gyms, I don't know. Like, you were talking about that new gym that opened up recently, um, Iron Culture, mm-hmm. right? And how they're trying to, m- I guess, base off of Alpha Lead and it's kind of similar and stuff. And to me, it's fascinating and it's, you know, um, dope! How they included the name culture in their brand name, yeah, which is something that they're striving to create, and that to me is the main selling point to any business. I guess it's just creating that sense of culture, that sense of connectivity, that that human engagement, human interaction. Actually. So, LA Fitness, you walk into any like any LA Fitness, there's no culture there. There's no, no. the retention rate for the employees sucks because oh, I know awesome, a yeah. lot of people who have worked at LA mm-hmm. Fitness and yeah, they never stay there. And you always see like a hiring now sign or whatever, and it's it's just. No, uh, yeah, it definitely is. LA Fitness, I think it, their management also is
1: very strict. I believe like I heard that. Um, I no, actually no, because I actually mm-hmm. went to LA Fitness and Union trying to see if I could actually like talk to them and see if we can do anything, and yeah. I unknowingly kn- how their structure works, and mm-hmm. it's like literally. For the manager to send an email to one of their employers, it goes to corporate and then comes back down. Meanwhile, he's sitting right there. there. And it's just that kind of, yeah, I think that culture kind of just
0: dices everything up. And I've heard that for them to change the thermostat, they have to do the same thing. They have to reach out to corporate. Yeah, because it's all controlled in corporate. So meanwhile, we're in Union, New Jersey, and it's being handled in California, I think. And it's all based on the temperature in California. So they don't even... So it could be freezing cold here, yeah, but it's yeah, still yeah. like ACs yeah, blasting yeah. because in California, it's fucking like catching on fire. Yeah. And that to me was the like the, the biggest mindfuck. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, you can't even change the temperature <laughs> or base it off of the place that you're establishing. Like, I always complain about how cold
1: it is there. I hate it. It's freezing cold. freezing cold, cold. It's it's freezing cold it. Yeah. always.
0: And it kind of fucks up your whole sweat puddle. Yeah, making exactly thing. that. Like you want to see... Yeah, vascularity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Literally today, I had like a... Like a like a t- tank top on, and then uh-huh. I put a, sh- a shirt over, got warm, took off my shirt within like five minutes. It was just cold again. I was like, okay, this <laughs> sucks.
0: <laughs> I had to put my shirt back on. It's not good, man. It's, uh, yeah. it's not good for progress. It's not, I'm just checking to see if everything's okay. Yeah, so is there anything else that you wanted to kind of get off your chest if you wanted to communicate and talk about? No man, I just I think I just want to once to appreciate for having me today and yeah, here Thank and you for coming and, on yeah. and
1: inviting me and I just think that people need to engage in more things like this. I think yeah, you know yeah, just human connection. Just exactly. Like, talk. Just talk. literally was thinking in the car. Yeah. I think like yeah. our biggest asset on this earth is human capital and yeah. our brains and just talking. So that's how everything came yeah. about. So I think this yeah. is very important. I think
0: more people should get involved and yeah, and yeah. yeah. just bouncing ideas off of each other. Like that's to me. For example, um, every podcast, I gain so much from every experience. It's like mm-hmm. you learn so much from everybody and you can learn something from anyone. No, so exactly. like that's my mentality going to anything. You know, like absolutely I could learn something from the homeless person outside Dunkin' Donuts the same way I can learn from the CEO, mm-hmm. sitting down and having a conversation. No, yeah. It's all about life experiences. It's all about because we live every day through your two lenses like exactly. this is you like you're the protagonist of your of your movie mm-hmm. and you're sharing it with other people and of then course. there's my movie and now you're a part of my movie and i'm a part of your movie mm-hmm. so it's all like a huge nice no, circle f- yeah, just, yeah, exactly. yeah, just <laughs> making shit but uh, um and then once the studio inside fiber fitness is up and running um you'll definitely have to come back again on it and then we'll have a better structure better because right now it's kind of you know improvised Uh um and then hopefully it'll be live as well and then i'll have a you know a person helping out just you know editing everything live and yeah and then i'll you know get everything done edit shoot you all the content yeah let me know and yeah man but thank you for coming on of course i appreciate it thank you so episode 18 with all actually i just want to oh and i was almost forgetting about the fucking Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Let me backtrack. Uh, I just wanted to uh, say this because when we first met, Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand how to pronounce your name oh right <laughs> yeah you're calling Austin. yeah so like, see, right? it was a nickname yeah. i
1: picked up when i was like younger because i grew up with the brazilian family yeah um, okay. like uh, babysitting and all that and i would play soccer and i adored ronaldinho and all that okay. so i kind of got that nickname and i just went on with it yeah real name's austin my dad calls me Austin though austin and stuff like that. justin
0: sometimes whatever but i like, always yeah. felt that i was fucking it up nah. but i never like asked because like i have a Extremely weird name, right? Yeah. So
1: I was struggling with yours as well. That's why yeah. I asked earlier.
0: <laughs> and then I was calling you Austin, Austin, Austin. And then it occurred to me later. I don't know how. I guess I just saw your um, IG tag again, and then I saw like Austin just stood out to me. I'm like, wait, his name is Austin. Austin yeah. <laughs> it's been Austin this whole time. I've been here like plenty of people. Plenty of people like, call so me that. So I apologize. Either way, long, no, no, right? I'll, I'll take either way. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the part that I was almost forgetting, which I apologize because my head is kind of... Uh, so at the end of every episode, basically, again, it goes back to the whole ability to inspire. Like, I believe that everybody that comes on here, like, they, like they have the power to inspire. Everybody, as, as human beings, through your experiences, you can resonate and connect with others and inspire in some shape or form. So mm-hmm. what I ask every guest at the end of the podcast is to uh, pretend that they're walking on the world stage right now and the entire population... Earth population, every single person on the planet has an earpiece plugged in right now, and they can understand and hear everything that you're going to utter into this microphone. Mm -hmm. So the message right now that you are going to convey to them, um, it could be a message, it could be follow me on the gram, it can be something random. Anything that you want people to hear, you have this opportunity now and everybody's listening. So staring into that camera, what would you tell planet earth right
1: now i think i would tell planet earth that you are all greater than you could possibly think you are you guys have the wings to fly and do whatever you absolutely want you're the ones who are restricting yourself so please do anything that you wish you could do in your life so you don't regret it later on and that's pretty much it because i just want everybody to reach their maximum potential because you know there's so many things everybody can offer so Please chase your dreams and your
0: goals and whatever you want to pursue in life. <laughs> and allow yourself to be great. Exactly. There, there you go. go. Just allow That's yourself. It. All right. Now, thank you again for coming course, on. Thank you. I apologize for the name thing, and I, <laughs> and I apologize for the callms <laughs> about the camera. Thing. No worries. <laughs> no it's, worries. A, it, it's a learning process. Yeah, exactly. It's a learning process. There you go. But that was episode 18, available on YouTube. If you're watching this right now, you're watching it on YouTube. Available on iTunes as well. So, you know, shoot over to iTunes. Leave a comment like subscribe uh much more uh, content coming soon and yeah we're out peace